Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to a 49 Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers fans? I am your host, as always, John Chapman. This is the 49ers Rush Podcast. And, man, I got a lot of good news to jump into today. One, exciting new giveaway we're going to announce here in just a couple minutes once everybody gets in. So get your hashtag CCs in. If there was ever a time to do it, it's today, ladies and gents. Uh, So get those in there. I can't stress that enough, my countdown crew. But... This entire podcast is going to be directed around a paradigm shift, okay? Um, The 49ers are in a completely new position. Whenever you stop and you look back over what the 49ers 2021 season is and the quagmire that it has been, everything is is new, okay? It's a shift because at no point during the season, now we started out 2-0, then we dropped four in a row, okay? It, it, it just turned into a free fall. But now, the 49ers are looking like a favored team for a, a little while. Because, one, you've locked up the sixth seed. Well, I'm sorry. You have currently have locked up the sixth seed. What I mean by that is there's been so much logjam in the middle of the pack in the NFC that there were four or five teams tied with the exact same record, right? Well, now... After this week, which was the most important game left on the schedule, the Vikings game, you win that game, right? Well, what's what's that look like? Well, now the 49ers currently are in sole possession of the sixth seed in the playoffs. Now, traditionally speaking, that would be like, ooh, okay, you're in the sixth seed. This last spot. That's not this year. Now there's seven seeds, and that brings with it a whole new plethora of issues because a worse team is going to get into the playoffs. So currently the 49ers are 6 and 5, sole possession, full game ahead of anybody below them. Washington is currently locked up the or is in the 7th spot. They beat out the Minnesota Vikings um, because of conference record. And so like that's kind of where we're at. So and what what I want to say is this, and I think that this is kind of important. If you look at the 49ers this week, and the Seattle game, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Uh, you know, I keep getting these questions. I get this every week. This is the most common question I get. Is this week a must-win? All right, well, let's dive into that because I think the, the issue is almost every game in the NFL is a must-win, but this is not. This is not one of them. I hate Seattle. Seattle is 3-8. and eight. Seattle is the worst team, not named the Detroit Lions, in the entire NFC. They're that bad. And what makes it even worse, they don't have their pick next year. (laughs) They don't even have their pick next year. So let's say the 49ers lose to the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think that's going to happen. But but it's a divisional game. It always gets messy. Russell Wilson's back, even though he's playing terrible. That could change in a heartbeat whenever they go home. There's no doubt about that. But even if you do lose to the Seattle Seahawks, you're still going to be the winner of... The sixth seed. Um, Now, if Washington wins and you win, um, they would beat us because of conference record, but then we would be tied with the Minnesota Vikings. We own that tiebreaker. After that, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. We own that tiebreaker. We play the Atlanta Falcons later. We have the opportunity to win that tiebreaker. So, even if you lose this week, I'm not saying I want that to happen, obviously, but I don't consider this a must-win game. Um... If we do win this, all right, now we're cooking. Because now you're looking at, again, you know, we've been looking in the rearview mirror right now. Like, oh, we just got to make the playoffs. 
Maybe we shouldn't be. Maybe the 49ers should be looking up because we are currently one game back of the Los Angeles Rams who have lost three games in a row. Guess what, baby? We play them again. We play them week 18. And, man, we're going to be there. It's the last game of the season, 49ers rush road trip. If you haven't bought your tickets, what the hell are you waiting for? It's going to be the best game of the season that's basically a playoff game. It's going to matter for us because whether or not we've already locked up our playoff position, it's going to matter with seeding or it's going to knock them out, vice versa. It's going to matter. There's no doubt about it. Now, you have to take care of business before then. And, you know, I, I wanted to play this clip because I thought it was important. Listen to George Kittle. And again, we're a fan podcast. That's what we are. I'm not an insider. That's not, that's not what I am. Listen to George Kittle talk about what their focus is on. No, I mean, we got six weeks left of football. Um, a lot can happen in six weeks. You know, we had a hell of a challenge coming up this week, um, going to a great stadium. You know, a team that uh, I think people say are struggling, but whenever we play them, it's always a really, really good game. So uh, just excited for that challenge. Yeah, I freaking love that attitude, man. Like, And that's the right as a coach, as a player, you pay attention to what's right in front of you. You don't look downturn. You don't talk playoff seedings. Yeah, you keep an eye on it. Nobody talks about it. You know, coaching staff, coaching meetings, I've been there. You know, in deep playoff runs, you know, in high school football in the state of Texas. Like, you look at the standings. All right, if we do this and they do this and then this happens and we get there, that's fine. You don't talk about that in meetings. Not with your coaching meetings. You don't talk about that with players. You don't do that. Everybody looks, but you don't. That's not what it is. It's scouting report. It's what's going on this week. I think that's important. Oh, I'm seeing some awesome comments come in here. Uh, Raven, he says, "What's up, baby? Which injury worries you more, Debo or Fred Warner?" Oh, there's no doubt, Debo. <laughs> and this is not to. Fred Warner is the captain of the defense. He is the person that drives the defense. Fred Warner is incredible. He hasn't had the all-pro year that he did last year, but still Pro Bowl worthy for sure. Debo is borderline MVP, and if the stupid MVP race wasn't just about quarterbacks, he would be top five. Like, Debo, what he has done, he is revolutionizing everything and creating a brand new position and stereotype of like what playmaker means in today's NFL. You know, Corderell Patterson's out there doing similar things, not Debo things. Nobody's doing Debo things. Um, I, I forget the stat that ESPN put out there. Um, three times in NFL history, three times in NFL history, has a player had 1,000 yards receiving, five receiving touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns. The three players. Marshall Falk, Roger Craig should be in the Hall of Fame, and now Depot. That's it. Three players all time. I think I got those right off the top of my head. Um, if I'm missing somebody or it was a different caveat, uh, let me know in the comments, please. But yes, Fred Warner's a huge injury. Um, Aziz is playing lights out. Um, and let, let's listen to Kyle Shanahan kind of talk about how important Aziz has been because I think this Aziz has been nuts. I just finished right before I hit record on this. I think it was an hour and 10, hour and 15 minute Patreon breakdown on the defense. I love with the defense this week because I thought it was more important. Um, and so an hour long just going through every single play on the defense as I always do. And man, Aziz was great. He was also bad. Uh, Aziz made a lot of misses, but it doesn't matter if you're having negative plays. If your positive plays trump those things. And turnovers trump everything. Um, I think that's the reason why they're sticking with Josh Norman. I wouldn't, but they are. But listen to Kyle, the head coach, talk about Aziz here. Oh, Aziz has been huge. Um, just the plays he's made. Um, you know, Greenlaw, you know, losing him after week one, um, after the first half, you know, Aziz had to come in and play like a starter. And he's done that before in the past. Um, but he's definitely done it this year. And I think he's been one of our better players. Um, the energy he plays with, how he runs around. Uh, he's prepared every week and getting his hands on those two balls at the end were great. Um, and all the linebackers, you know, we lost Greenlaw, um, lost Fred. Um, Marcel came in and it was frustrating. He had that big hit, so they evaluated him for a concussion, um, which is understandable. But that was also at the end of the third quarter. So we sat there for five minutes when the commercials were going and stuff. Then they blow the whistle, re-huddle, and then they pull him out to evaluate him. So we missed him for a whole drive. Um, that's why, you know. K1 did a great job because we had to play nickel for a lot of stuff. Um, and those, all those guys stepped it up. And, and so, like, okay, let's step back. Okay, what does the Fred Warner injury mean? And I'm not trying to downplay Fred Warner's injury. It's gigantic. I just don't think it's as gigantic or massive as the Debo injury. De Debo is, 
he's everything right now for this offense. We're going to have to see how that goes. Fred Warner's injury, what does that mean? It wouldn't mean near as much if Greenlaw wasn't hurt, but he got hurt as well. Then, as he talked about, Marcel got hurt too. So you're down three linebackers. What this means is we're not going to be playing our traditional base setting. We will not have one play next week versus Seattle with three linebackers, traditionally. We won't do that. It's going to be nickel package nonstop and a three-safety look. And we saw this, where you have Tart, Ward, and Hufanga out there. Hufanga is going to basically be your third linebacker, and you're going to stay in a nickel package. Kwan Williams is going to be out there. There was one play that I just broke down where you had two outside corners. You had two nickel corners. You had number 27 and Kwan Williams, and you had three safeties. <laughs> Zero linebackers on a play. Like, you're piecing parts together, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially against the Seahawks, which I don't want to jump into them too much today. But the Seahawks are a throw-only team. They can't run the ball. Their number one priority of their offense is run the ball, establish run. They can't run it. They had 18 yards rushing yesterday, getting blown out. I didn't get blown out. It was a close game. But it should have been blown out against a Washington team. So, like, how do I say this? Every team in the NFL would be better if Fred Warner's on it. He's by far the captain of our defense, and rightfully so. However, this game without Fred Warner might not be as bad as some other games. It's not like we're playing the Tennessee Titans with, you know, Derrick Henry back there. That's not what it is. It hurts. I'm not trying to, like, man, I think I'm underselling this. It's big. It's not near as big as Debo. Debo changes everything. All right, here we go. Let, let's talk about this giveaway because I think this is important. Hashtag CC, baby. Get your countdown crew in. Here we go. What is up, baby? We got another monthly giveaway. So here is what we got going this week. I'm really excited about this. Check out this jersey. None other than Vernon Davis himself, but this one is a little special. Why? Look at that, baby. Right there, autographed with the authentication on there. So this can be yours for free. We do this once a month. Now, I'm trying to step up the giveaway game, especially during the season. So if you want to win this, very simple. Hashtag CC first 90 seconds of any live broadcast you're entered. Go to Twitter account, at JL underscore Chapman. You can retweet that giveaway one. That gets you entered again. And, of course, Patreon subscribers always entered in every single give, uh, giveaway that we do. We do this once a month. So um, now what I'm going to do, and this, this is going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be good. I'm going to come up with 10 names from those lists that I just gave you. And over the next week, I'm recording this Tuesday. So between Tuesday to Tuesday, one of the four times I go live, we go live four times a week here, I'm going to give a list of 10 names um, from those previous lists. And the first one of those 10 names to email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, they get the jersey. So again, countdown crew, turn that alert bell on. That is everything. If you haven't done so yet, you got to turn that alert bell on when we go live so that you can join us. Because again, first person that email, emails me from that 10-person list from Countdown Crew, Twitter, um, and Patreon, you're going to get this free jersey. And again, this is just an extra way to give back to you guys. I don't get paid for this. I don't have a sponsor for this. It's just out of my own pocket saying thank you because you guys are the reason why this podcast still happens. So go on, enter in, and win this freaking jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and so, man, be one of those 10 people. And again, uh, sometime this week, I'm going to give 10 names out for people that qualify through Countdown Crew, Twitter, or Patreon. And those 10 names, the first one that emails me, you get the jersey free of charge. I'll send that out to you. So, again, another way just to say thank you as we come to a close of another month. We do this every month, guys. And I want to step them up. I want better giveaways. And so, man, freaking Vernon Davis, two years with 13 touchdowns. Are you kidding me? I love that dude, man. He, he was such an inspiration to me, uh, younger, skinnier John Chapman. Now, uh, a couple comments. I love this. Sean says this. Maybe it wasn't the hype video. Maybe the Niners are just good. I'm with you. Um, I did not record a hype video before the game. I was at the game with my wife. We had a great time. And, man, we met so many freaking badass people that were just incredible. JD, uh, appreciate you, man. He said, what a fun game. Glad we got to meet up. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, the amount of people, the steps that we walked, uh, it was incredible. Uh, it was a lot of fun because, you know, the, the tailgate scene 
and the, the you know for Santa Clara it's spread out blue lot green lot all this stuff whatever gold jacket green jacket who gives a uh but <laughs> we covered a lot of ground and even once we got in the stadium we were still meeting up with people and it was just such a cool testament to the community that's being built and so I want to say thank you JD uh you and your family were incredible uh made a very lasting impression on me and my wife uh so thank you for that yeah Yatsik and I think this is the next question that how are you surviving the week after that rough start we get out of the game we live in los angeles so we drive back oh traffic was awful man it took us almost eight hours to get home and so yeah it was rough man because not getting home until well after one o'clock and teaching the next morning it was rough brother uh the reason why i didn't record yesterday i was uh, incapacitated <laughs> to say the least but victory monday is always better than monday money monday morning quarterback looking back after a loss and so i'm glad that we didn't get that um jay daddy he says cowboys versus niners in the wild card round and that is a very strong possibility now if the playoffs started today we would be playing the tampa bay bucks um, they are currently the three seed. Only the one seed gets a bye. That would be the Cardinals. So it's a 2-7 matchup. Green Bay versus Washington. Tampa Bay versus the 49ers. And Cowboys versus the Rams. But I'm telling you right now, if you're the 49ers, coming off a three-game win streak, that fifth seed is probably as high as you can go because I doubt you can win the... You can't win the division. I, I don't think it's possible. You would need the Cardinals to lose four games and you would have to win out. And I don't think the 49ers are going to win out. Um... It's just the NFL. It's it's a so if the Cardinals lost four and the 49ers went out, then guess what? Yeah, we would win our division. We would host a playoff game and we'd be a top four seed. I just don't see that in the cards, unfortunately, this year. We dug two. If we would have beat the Colt McCoy, whatever, then it would have been a possibility. We'd be seven and four. They'd be eight and three. We'd only be one game out of the lead there, but they own both tiebreakers against us. There's not even. It's not what it is. Um. So. All right, let's get to a couple more things. Thank you. Niner in Boston, man. We're East Coast, West Coast, all over the place. I love it. Um, that is awesome. So let's jump into a couple other things. And again, before I move forward, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be greedy right now. Um if you listen to our scouting and prediction episodes, which we do every single week, we go live four times, you guys know. Listen, this is just a 30-second clip that I didn't cut. Somebody cut this and sent it to me and said, wow, you did pretty good. So check out my prediction. This was the episode you can go back and um, right before um, the Vikings game. This was recorded before. So I want to play this clip. Uh, I don't know. You tell me how I did. I 100% think that the 49ers can win this game. They stay out of their own way. And I think that the way this game's going to come down is this. It's going to be close as hell all the way to the end. Now, I have the 49ers winning and covering the spread, but I'm not betting it. <laughs> if, if I see Elijah Mitchell is playing, then I'm betting it. Um, until then, I, I'm, I'm staying out. Now, again, I do have a big 49ers bet up over on Patreon, but I have the 49ers winning 27-23. to 23. I have the 49ers defense winning the game the last minute as the Vikings are charging in to score a touchdown because we're going to have a four-point lead and our defense is going to hold to deliver this win. And, man, what a huge moment this could be. That's right on the cusp if the 49ers get this W and if their defense delivers to building some confidence moving forward. I don't know. I think I did pretty well. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we got pretty close. And again, if you bet with us last week, holy cow! Back to back weeks, we have quadrupled up, uh, which is awesome. So we had some rough weeks in there with our betting and whatnot. Whatever, man, we're freaking we're lighting it up. So and again, with the bonuses that they had, we hit on that too because we bet Washington. We had a hundred free dollar bet uh, over on my bookie. We bet that we got we cashed in. So if you've been bet with us this year. Man, take some of that money, take your significant other out to eat, and enjoy that. But also head over to Patreon, man. Come on, support the podcast. I see Yatsik in there freaking throwing around. He says, if you're not watching John on Patreon, you need to get on that. Those breakdowns are phenomenal. Thank you, brother. Uh, and Yatsik's another educator, amazing human being. We got to hang out in Philly. Uh, he brought the knowledge. That dude is incredible. So uh, appreciate him. Friend, uh, appreciate the endorsement. Now, I'm nobody you need to know. I love this guy. He says this, I don't feel the Niners can win games without Debo. Okay, let's deal with this. He goes on to say his running has greatly helped Ayuk's game. You're exactly correct. Jennings as well. Unless Kittle has some big games, I don't see them winning with Debo out. Number, number one, how long is Debo out? Uh, probably a week to two weeks. I would expect two weeks. 
I'm really big on taking Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch at face value during press conference on a lot of issues, not injuries. Their their track record is bad there. Uh, the other things, when they talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, when they talk about Trey Lance, when they talk about, like, whatever, the testament, it's there. They're, they're consistent. Now, if you listen to other podcasts, that's not going to be the case, obviously, but... That, so hold it up there. Like they were honest from the start. We want Jimmy G to be the quarterback this year. Yes, we want to trade it for Trey Lance. He's going to be the future. When that future is, we don't know. But let's talk about without Debo and what that looks like. One, Jennings has been really, really good. Uh, by far his best game as a pro. And again, listen to uh, some praise on Jawan Jennings here. Not coming from me. Yeah. Him and, and Mo both, uh, they both do a great job of separating just their explosiveness. They're, you know, bigger guys, so most big guys can't move like that. But they just find a way to make create space and, you know, make the throw easy for me. Juwan had a great route on that uh, on the touchdown. There were a couple of times that Brandon Ayuk was wide open. I think both were 30-yard completions. Why did he get so open, and, and what's been the change that's made him, you know, so available the last few weeks? Uh, I think guys helping guys out, you know. Clearing out a couple cover coverages to replace him with BA. Uh, that was big for us early on. And just, uh, I don't know. The guys, it's in the locker room. It's it's day-to-day, just face-to-face. The guy's a different guy, and it's a, it's a good thing for us. And, and so, like, again, you talk about what Jawan Jennings is able to bring in the run game, which is huge. It's paramount. The physicality, all those things, that's great. Once he contributes in the goal line, which that's his area. He should have had two touchdowns. We were right in the corner. Um, shout out to freaking Mays. He's the one that got us the, the tickets, which was awesome. Um, and, man, just right in front of us. Right in front of us. Incredible catches. And that's what his job is. Physicality in the run game between the 20s. Man, you're a huge target in the goal line, and that's going to be huge. So with Debo out, we got to see. We haven't seen it. Can we see this offense be successful? Now, if Debo and Kittle were out, that'd be rough. If Debo and Elijah Mitchell were out, that'd be rough. We got to see it. Now, you're playing against a really bad team, but they've beaten us in the past. And this is the point, okay? The title of this episode is 49ers in a new position. Now it's time to be a playoff team, okay? If, if you want to be who you think you are, playoff caliber team, which I think they are, you got to prove it. What do good playoff teams do? You beat bad teams on the road. You beat bad teams on the road. Now, you look at the 49ers, they've been great on the road, right? Like, everything that they do is really, really good. Let's go back and we look at the standings of the 49ers. I mean, shoot, we're 4-1 and one on the road currently. This year, we're 2-4 and four at home, but we've won our last two games. Look at Seattle. What are they at home? They're 1-4. and four. They're inverted, right? So, if you want to be that team, you got to take care of business against inferior opponents. And you have that opportunity to, uh, this week. So, I'll tell you this. I, I don't think anybody's going to be betting um, Seattle to win this game. And if you are, call me up, man. I will take that bet. Because, it, you know, if you just look at the numbers that they gave, the 49ers are favored in Seattle by three and a half points currently. We're favored. We're favored. And we should be. So now, play like you are that team. Be who you are, right? There is no more, no regression. There's no excuses. Debo and Fred's out. No, every team has injuries. Every team has injuries. 49ers are not even close to even league average in injuries currently, even with Debo and Fred Warner out. We are one of the healthiest teams in the NFL currently, which is crazy to believe. But if you look at the raw data, that's where we are. Oh, what's up, Biddy? He says, uh, Sammy said, let's go, Niners. Dude, that is awesome. Shout out to Sammy, one of the best kids out there. Uh, excited. I'm going to be having a couple guests uh, moving forward that I'm trying to line up, and Sammy's going to be one of them, uh, one of the uh, hardest-working youngsters out there. He's just he, – the kid freaking is incredible. So excited for that. Um, I love it. Uh, what's up, Siggy? He says, hey, Rush fam, new to the site, big Niners fan. Um, <laughs> from the kid in Notre Dame showed up. I love it. Love the show, John. Appreciate it, man. Um, this is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, just the community continues to grow, and that's what it's all about. Now, before we go on, we've got a lot more questions. i got some more clips I want to play, a couple other topics I want to hit on. But before I do, here we go. My bookie, baby. Man, if you bet with us this week, holy cow, you're welcome. Guys, you know me. I'm not going to put my name on something that I don't endorse and or use or believe in. 
I've been using my bookie for, I think, four years now. Never had any issues whatsoever. Easy to get money in, easy to get money out. And the best thing about it is, as you guys know, if you use our promo code 49ERS, 49ers, they're going to double your initial deposit. So whatever you put in, they're going to add that on top of it. Now, they've been having crazy specials lately, and we've been hitting on all of them. We have done very, very well this year. We had a couple of rough weeks, but now we're doing well. So what I want you to do is head over there and just give it a shot. Now, you can start with something as small as 5 to 10 bucks. You can go all the way up to 1000 and they will double that as well. But if you're not betting with us, you're making a mistake. And they can bet on anything from casinos, blackjack, all that kind of stuff, to UFC, to politics, to college football, baseball, basketball. Whatever there is, you can bet on it there. And again, my favorite thing about them is if you have any questions and if you're new to the betting world, that's okay. Call their customer service. They have everything that's going to explain it to you and help you out to understand what rollovers are and how that works with these bonuses and all those things. There's no questions. So head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, double your initial deposit. And again, bet anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers, 49ERS, for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now uh, PA Niners fan 87 says it's time to bet Ayuk over one and a half touchdowns. I mean, I the Ayuk yards and all that stuff, we saw this back in 2020, right? Whenever Debo was out, man, they just peppered targets to Ayuk. The corners for Seattle are not good, uh, so that's good. But it should be another run-dominated game. But Ayuk is going to see an uptick. I, I'm going to have to see those odds. Those are going to be pretty good odds uh, for two touchdowns there. So we'll have to see what that looks like. I love this question from Muhammad. He says, who do you want the 49ers to play in the playoffs first? Okay, so a couple things. No way the 49ers are winning the division. So as a wildcard team, you're playing a divisional winner. Right, so out of just the four divisional winners—Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys—in their current situation, um, let, let me tell you the teams I don't want to play. Okay, I don't want to play the Bucks, and I don't want to play Arizona Cardinals. Those are bad matchups for us. Not saying we can't play them, um, but if I'm picking, like, okay, this is the toughest matchups: Bucks one, Cardinals two, and then there's a huge gap. I would prefer to play the Packers. We match up so well against them. We almost beat them earlier this year. I think we're a better team now. Um, I'm not sure they are a better team. They're still having some issues. I mean, Aaron Rodgers playing lights out. I get that. But that is a good matchup in favor of us. Plus, just what we've done to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs is awesome. Um, then the Dallas Cowboys. Now, with the Dallas Cowboys are on, they can beat anybody in the NFL. The problem is they're not on very often. Zeke has been really, really bad. Offensive line has been really, really bad. Their defense actually has been good, which who would have guessed that? So if I could pick, that would be one of the two matchups that I would prefer. I do not want to play the Bucs. I don't want to play the Cardinals, um, just preference-wise. Okay, so th those are the two teams. But if I could pick one team that's playoff worthy or that's scheduled to be in the playoffs, it would be the Rams. That's who I want to play. I want to play the Rams every time. Screw the same old sorry ass Rams. The problem is they can't win the division. 
They're seven and four, so technically they're two games out. But we're gonna beat their ass week eighteen, so it doesn't matter. Um, so like I'm just telling you right now, like that's who I'd want to play, but they're not gonna win the division, so I don't think that they're gonna qualify for that. Um, so that that's what it is now. And you know another thing, and I want to talk about this. A couple things, okay. Jimmy Garoppolo started off very bad. Now, he he was the only quarterback in the NFL to have three successful 100-plus yard passer ratings consecutively. Passer rating is not the best tool for measuring quarterback success, but it is, you know, it's something to take with a grain of salt. He came out, and he was bad to start. Had the interception early. Uh, they were super pass-heavy. I don't know what that was about, whatever else. Well... Uh, shout out to Benny on this one again because we were at the game and he he told me, you know, Kyle was yelling in um, Jimmy's face and he was. He got caught on camera and I love that. Um, but here is Kyle Shanahan talking about him literally yelling at Jimmy Garoppolo on the sidelines. And I want to talk about this for a minute. Um, I mean, I just wanted to use a bigger word there than I usually <laughs> use. And I'm a little amped up. So um, that was stupid of me. It probably that's. He just, he knows it was, you know, he saw it and, you know, it wasn't a good play call. No one was there. He'd take the sack or he hit the check down and um, he, he knew that and I knew it because I could see it wasn't a good play call as soon as I called it. So that, that's kind of what I meant. Like, it's not like it had a chance. Um, so that that's, you, we, we got to count on anyone who doesn't have a chance. We don't need those heroics right away. And um, he understood it pretty well. And so, like, here's what I want to, like... Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been very adamant in their support consistently for Jimmy Garoppolo since the trade. We want Jimmy. We went to ownership, talked to Jimmy, all those things. And I don't care how much you coddle your quarterback in press conferences. Don't give a damn. But what I do love, in the sidelines, the game's on. You will charge anybody up that is putting your team in a bad position. And Kyle has done that twice now. I think the other game was the Chicago game. Because if you remember, I think we we came out sluggish in the Chicago game. And then he just turned it on after the half. Because we kept having, kicking field goals. And then eventually he turned it on and was great, right? And he's been great since. But there's nobody off limits. Like, people want to talk about Kyle being um, a player's coach and all that. And I, I agree with you. And I think he instills that mentality with the team. But, man. You start costing this team early, don't allow yourself to get into that hole that we've seen the 49ers do over the past four years, five years. Don't do that. It was 7-14. Uh, and again, their first points were off turnovers now. You charge him up. How does he respond? He responded great. He responded great. You know, Jimmy didn't have a great game necessarily. Uh, you look at kind of what he did and all that stuff, you know, the box score, whatever else. I'm not the biggest you know, box score guy. But whenever you look at these numbers, uh, he went 17 for 26, 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception, two sacks. Um, so he had a 52 QBR, which that's one to 100. So 50s average. He was average. And a 90 passer rating. Like that's just who he was. He, he went great. Um, but early on, he was costing his team with that interception. So you charge him up. Uh, now, and I, I got to talk about this. Here we go. Jimmy G, you know, three games winning. And right before the game, Rappaport puts out a report that, you know, a third round pick was offered or something. I mean, Rappaport's going to get clicks. It's who he is. And then sure enough, we got our own click guy. And this is what happens afterwards. Well, right before the game that the 49ers <clears throat> intend to trade you this offseason barring a Super Bowl run. Did you see that? And what's your reaction? I, I, no, I didn't. Uh, I was worrying about the game, but I appreciate the heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so here's the thing that if, if we don't make a Super Bowl run, they're going to trade Jimmy in the offseason. Like, really? We just traded for a freaking first-round quarterback. This is like saying water's wet or whatever. It's just people going for clicks. Um, and again, like, timing is very, very important in how you handle these things. And I want, I want to take this time just to say, man, I think that this is incredible because it, the way the community came out and whatever else, and like... I don't know, man. I love my listeners. What's up, Chris? I see you, man. Christopher Johnson, what's up, man? Um, like, I love the community that we have established and that we have built and that we are we are moving forward with. And, man, sports and our society, I've talked about this a handful of times. I think it's important, and that's why I'm bringing it up, and that's why I brought that clip on here. Shout out to Juan Salas for all of his work getting these clips for us, by the way. There's ways to win, and there's ways not. And the 49ers have continually built and brought in 
people and paid their own, right? Look at all the guys we brought back on one-year deals and extended long-term. The only guy that we didn't was DeForest Buckner, and we allowed him to choose his team and choose a contract before we traded him, right? We... I understand the upsetness and like being bitter about not having DeForest Buckner on a team. He's my favorite 49er before we traded him. I loved him. I was there when he was drafted. I, I still love DeForest Buckner. But we never did wrong by him. Did he want to stay here? Sure. But we also got him over $20 million and let him pick the team that he wanted to go to. So like we didn't do DeForest Buckner was never wronged by us. Whatever however you want to see that. Now you look at other teams in our division. Look at the Los Angeles Rams. Half the emails I got this year were, why won't the 49ers do what the Rams do? Why won't the 49ers go out and be aggressive? Guess what? The Rams are the most aggressive franchise in sports. How's that working for them? Traded for Von Miller. Went and got Odell Beckham Jr. Awesome. Guess what? They haven't won one game with them. They've lost three in a row. Oh, awesome. You trade all those multiple firsts for Matt Stafford. Guess what? He's sixth all-time now in throwing pick sixes. He's thrown 26 in his career. Three weeks in a row, he's had a pick six. So, the what you build, right? Imagine being a guy on the Rams and you want to win. If you win, everything's cool. But the Rams send a message, we're not really taking care of our own. If you play really, really well, we're going to let you go somewhere else. And whether it's guys like Samson or Josh Reynolds, who should have been starting, or Deshaun Jackson, or whatever, fill in the blank. You play well, you're going to have to go somewhere else because we can't pay you. Because we're targeting star players from the outside. And every time you bring one of those star players from the outside in, it changes things. There's a difference between healthy, organic development of talent, which the 49ers have done extremely well, I would say, in, in this regime. Um, and trading for all these other guys. I'm not saying, I'm just saying there are two opposed ideas on what building a team looks like. And the 49ers are creating a healthy atmosphere with this team. And I think that as this continues, I love that. I love that. Um, Sean, he says, I won a round three against the Cards. Uh, their fans got uppity about once in a blue morning winning season. I want to see the 40 hours put them back in their place. Hey, I would be opposed to it. I mean, we almost won that game with Trey Lance. Uh, we just, man, we crapped the bed um, against that Colt McCoy team. I don't know what that was about. Um, I hate that. Uh, but uh, whatever. Michael, he says, why is Kyle apologizing for getting on Jimmy's tail? Uh, he needs to dig in. Here's what I'd say, Michael. You apologize to the press. In private, you handle your business like a man. But again, you've got to squash all the little fires out there. How long ago were half the comments in this chat, man, We got it's time to move on from Kyle and all that stuff. No, no, no. You win the game. Um, you understand. Going to bat for your players in front of the press wins you points. Sideline, you throw an interception, I'm going to jump your ass, right? That's the idea. Um, and so, like, I don't mind that. Like, like you you do what you got to do there. But, yeah, you stand up for your guys. You know, again, as, as, a, as a teacher, I've always thought it was really, really important, the relationship between teachers and administration or principals. And so when there's conflicts or issues with students or family members or whatever, it's the principal's job to have the backs of the teacher. That's the role of the administration. Now, once that parent meeting's over, not that I've been in a lot of these, I don't really get issues like this, but once the parent-teacher conference with the principal's over and the principal gets the teacher's back and the family leaves, now it's the time for the principal slash head coach to jump on that teacher. You ever do this crap again? You ain't working here anymore. That's not how we do business and whatever else. Like That's the way it is. You don't tear down in front of fans or in front of students. That doesn't create a healthy culture, a healthy climate, right? So that's what that's what I'm saying by that. So I love Kyle ripping his players in meeting rooms, on the sidelines, on game day. Press conference, oh, we love Jimmy. He's the quarterback. He's going to be our quarterback, all that stuff. That's the way it should be. That's just where it should be. Um, Justin, he says, uh, I love this comment. Um Lombardi and John Chapman are the best. I appreciate it. I listen to Lombardi. I think he does great work. There's so many awesome tastes of 49ers podcasts and writers and beat writers and all that stuff out there. Great ones. And you got to kind of just pick your flavor, right? Um, <laughs> Justin says, most Snyder podcasts consist of a whole segment taking shots at Jimmy every damn episode. I think once you just realize who he is and you are, it changes. And here's what I mean by that. Like, 
Jimmy is an efficient quarterback that likes to convert third downs. That's who he is. Jimmy never throws the ball deep. Jimmy literally <laughs> has the least amount of attempted deep balls um, of any starting quarterback in the NFL. He attempted three this game um, and completed one. Uh, that, that's what for 37 yards, one deep ball. So like, and I think it was to a fullback <laughs> like that. That's just who he is. So like, once you realize you're not getting the sports center, you know, down the hash, the whatever, just realize that that's okay. And you know, Kyle Shanahan, I didn't cut this clip, but the quote was exactly what he said about Trey Lance and the Cardinals loss. Trey Lance played well enough to win the game. And after the Vikings game, he says, Jimmy Garoppolo played well enough to win the game. That's it. Did we win the game because of Jimmy? Hell no, we didn't. Hell no, we didn't. And I think I tweeted this out during the game. It's a shock that the 49ers are winning this game with how bad Jimmy was playing in the first half. But he got much more efficient down the line. Um, and so that's what a good team is. A good team is somebody that can win when things go wrong. And that's what we've done. You look at, and you know, I love going through the in-season ranks with all these different criteria, total yards, turnovers, all that stuff. This is what I think the most telling thing in our three-week win, win streak. The 49ers defense has forced two turnovers in three straight games, six total. The 49ers offense has turned the ball over once in that three-game span, and that was that terrible interception from Jimmy Garoppolo. So we are six minus one. That equals a plus five turnover differential the last three weeks of this season. And guess what? We've won every damn one of them. Now, whenever you look at the entire season, we're still 24th in the NFL and forcing turnovers. Not good. But you see the change, right? So whenever you look at the whole season, you back up and you look at the whole forest, you see every tree. Ah, it's not good. We don't force turnovers. You narrow in. You take a step closer, look at a tree or two, guess what? We forced six turnovers in three weeks. That's incredible. You maintain that ratio, you're going to win a lot of games. A lot of games. And that's why the Minnesota Vikings were on their win streak. They're one of the fewest turnover-prone teams in the NFL. Not versus us. Not versus us. Not with the Zs out there, man. Um, and another huge turnover, Kevin Givens. God, that play was incredible. I hate that Dalvin got hurt. Um Kevin Givens was great on a very limited basis. And now you're starting to get those backup role players making key contributions. Imagine that. Remember the first like seven weeks of the season when the Bravo D-line group would go in and you would just sit back and be like, oh, this ain't going to go well. They're going to run it right at street. <laughs> and they kept doing that. Can't do that with Givens. Uh, here's him talking about the fumble play. Um, well, it kind of happened so fast. I don't even know what happened. I know... Just penetrated through the backfield and uh, grabbed Cook, tried to reach for a ball, kind of came out. And after that, kind of was just a blur. Yeah, and so, I mean, not the best sound clip, but, man, I want to give that dude his due. He made a huge impact in that game. And, you know, he's not the only one. You look at some players that kind of stood out to me. Kevin Givens played 13 plays. He was the number one pro football focus rated player. Not that pro football focus is everything, but they were right about this. He got a 92.4. DFF, right? He he stepped in for Fred Warner once he got hurt. Only played 11 snaps. Number two rated player, Samson. Hasn't been great this year. He was incredible. He had three straight plays in the fourth quarter that he single-handedly made the play. Like, single-handedly. He, he went on a tear. And so, like, you keep looking down around this list and, like, you have these guys coming in, playing limited snaps, and making them count. And I think that's huge. Charles Aminahue, 15 plays. Man, that third down run stop for a tackle for loss was paramount. Arden Key, 23 snaps, continues to show up. Like, you start getting those guys. Offensively, it's not just offensively. Charlie Warner played 19 snaps, second highest rated player, 85.4. A lot of the big runs that Debo got or that Elijah Mitchell got, it was because of him out there making plays. Trent Sherfield. Haven't even talked about Trent. Debo gets hurt. Trent comes in and makes one of the toughest catches of the whole damn game on third down and kept things going. Uh, who knows if we win that game without him? 20 snaps made a huge key impact. Juwan Jennings, 26 snaps, huge impact, right? You get these guys that start showing up. Jeff Wilson played 10 snaps. Came in, nothing great. 
gave Elijah Mitchell a little bit of a help, a little bit of a break, and then you put the stud back in there. And, man, Elijah Mitchell, let's talk about him. I thought this was interesting. Kyle Shanahan was asked, uh, or sorry, Elijah Mitchell was asked about Kyle Shanahan, what he said about him. Um, Kyle said that Elijah Mitchell's best trait is his vision. Here's what Mitchell said. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I, that's just, you're running back, so it's just, you got to have vision. So it's just something that I've been having. But uh, like I say, we expressed that in the running back room too, having vision. Bobby T, he expressed that. So uh, that, that's a big thing for me. Dude, I freaking love it, man. His whole, usually whenever you watch players' press conferences, they're usually not the most exciting. Um, and you can tell, like, some of the players, like, all right, he's really nervous, uh, not much of a personality, this isn't his thing, I don't even think he wants to be up there, agent probably pushed him to it, whatever. Elijah Mitchell ain't that. That dude's smooth, uh, just like on the field. That dude needs to talk more often, and he's going to get that opportunity. He had 130-plus yards, man. This dude is about to be leading all rookie running backs, including Najee Harris, who was drafted in the first round <laughs> in rush yards, and he's not done. Um, and so the, the question back, let's loop back. With Debo out, it hurts. But I will say this. Elijah Mitchell is a stabilizing force on this offense. I, I told you guys last week, I'm not betting the 49ers cover the spread until I knew 100% Elijah Mitchell was playing because that allows Kyle Shanahan to be Kyle Shanahan. And, man, boy, did we hit that bet. Uh, <laughs> the big bet that I teased on Patreon was the 49ers to win 1-13 to 13 points, which had crazy odds, and we hit that one. Um, we, we paid out big on that one. Uh, a couple things. Adam Garcia, what's up, man? Thank you for the gift. Uh, Omenihue had a beautiful tackle for loss on a clutch drive. That was huge, man. And I think what was important about it was it was a, it was a what's it called, uh, read option where, you know, Kirk Cousins looked and read the defensive end, Charles Menehue, who was left unblocked, and he crashed 100% to the D, D, uh, to the running back. Kirk should have kept it, but paying attention and understanding, Kirk doesn't like to run with the ball. He just said, screw it, I'm going after it, and that was a huge defining moment in the game. I'm with you, Adam. Oh, many, We're getting these role players that are stepping up, and D Ford's going to be coming back soon. And not that D Ford's going to be a starter. No, D Ford's going to get 15 snaps. That's it. That's all we need from these guys. You got your studs, DJ Jones, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Samson got like 40 snaps, and he he got better as the game went on, which was awesome. I, I'm excited to see what Samson continues to do. But you get these guys that can get 10 to 15 snaps in a positive way that doesn't hurt you. There we go, baby. There we go. Philip, what's up, Phil? Always good to be with you. He says, twice in the Vikings game, you jumped into the air to catch a pass at his chest. He automatically expects a, <laughs> expects a pass from Garoppolo to be high. Uh, his name is literally Air, right? Air, Uke, Iuke, whatever. He does jump a lot. I don't like um We used to do drills. I coached wide receivers one year. I didn't like it near as much. Uh, it's just such more of a field position. But I, I used to stress very adamantly, you do not leave your feet for a ball unless it is a must because you lose all air uh, yards after catch and your body is then susceptible to injury and big hits and all that stuff. So I hate all the jumping, but that dude's a leaper. I mean, he's a triple jumper. That's just kind of what he is, long jumper. But yeah, I'm with you, man. And yeah, Jimmy throws it high over the middle. That Again, a lot of podcasts are just going to whine and complain about Jimmy Garoppolo, and there's room for that. But once you realize, okay, we know who Jimmy is. We know he throws high over the middle. We know he's going to have two to three bonehead plays a game. We know he doesn't throw deep. We know we don't win games just because of Jimmy Garoppolo. We know that. Is Jimmy our future? No, he's not. He's now. <laughs> maybe next year. I don't know. Um, I, I hope we get a decent trade for him. But if he continues playing like this, who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I'm the biggest Trey Lance guy out there. You know that. I want Trey Lance to be the guy moving forward. But right now we're in the playoffs. We're 6-5. and five. Let's keep it going, baby. Um, and let's see what we can do this year. We were ready to write the year off during that four-game stretch when we were 3-5. and five. It was just like, yep, it's over. But here we are. Look at us. <laughs> the Paul Rudd gift, right? Um, anyway, head over to Patreon if you haven't yet. We got a whole thing over there. Uh, the defense is up. The defensive breakdown. Film was good. It was a lot of fun watching that. Just watching Aziz alone was worth it. Um, Drake Greenlaw looked great in his first 13 plays, uh, but then he got injured. I'm curious to see. But it was it was Drake Greenlaw. And it 
You know, I go into a whole bit on the difference between Green Law and Aziz, and I don't think it's an either or. Like, Twitter wants to turn us against each other. I'm the biggest Green Law proponent there is, but it doesn't mean I don't like Aziz. They're different. Um, Aziz is much more splash. Green Law is 100% textbook consistent. And so, like, they're different. Aziz is much more like Quan Alexander. Freak athlete, goes everywhere 100 miles an hour, and he misses so many freaking tackles and assignments. That's just what he does. But whenever he gets it right, it's huge and developing, right? Drake Greenlaw, just freaking steady, consistent Tony Gwynn. Nothing but singles and doubles, never strikes out. And so it's not, oh, Aziz or, no, 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 it's both. There's room for both. Just like D'Amico made room for Tart and Hufunga. That's the right call. Rotating series, rotating snaps. They both had about the same snaps. I think um, if I look at, let me pull it up just real quick because I want to I make sure I get this right because I thought it was important. Tart had 34 snaps and Hafunga had 31. Why can't you do the same thing with Aziz and Greenlaw? And again, keep Greenlaw as the Sam and Aziz as the Will. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no wrong answers with those guys on the field. There's three linebackers in this defense and I want to keep it. I want to keep it. All right. Appreciate you guys. You are the best. Thank you for all the support. Hit that notification bell so you can win that signed autograph Vernon Davis jersey. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.